Welcome to the 111th edition of the Guna Podcast. This is your host, David Udo, and we are recording on a Monday evening, two days after our 3-1 victory at West Ham, as we enter a fortnight of international football. And we are continuing with our extended once-a-month format, and it's a return to the old days, as we have our classic original panel lined up together. So, to refresh your memories, let me introduce them. Before our next podcast recording, the Goon will celebrate its 25th anniversary. Now, this man wasn't there at the very beginning, but he was around very early on, writing his first column around 1989. If you compiled all the words he'd written over the years, you'd probably have, have something to match Marcel Proust's A la recherche du temps perdu, except in English and about Arsenal Football Club. A legend in his own drinking up time. It's good evening to the Highbury spy, Mr. Steve Ashford. Good evening. And thank you for that wonderful introduction, David. <laughs> I tell it like it is. Um, yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed every minute. Next up, notably praised for his thoughtful contribution to our start of season podcast. Has he turned over a new leaf and become sensible? Or is this what fatherhood does to a man? Is he our new voice of reason? Or were Kevin Witcher and Bernard Agelet a bad influence? We'll find out over the next 50 minutes or so from the man himself. Hello to Mr Mark Ollington. Hello one and all. I hope you're all extremely well. And completing our unholy trinity. He's been able to join us for a while due to his usual excuse of being otherwise engaged in various countries, such as Brazil, Spain and Germany. And last month couldn't attend because he was holding a fifth anniversary celebration dinner for a publication far more dear to his heart than even the Guna. No. However... (laughs) However, he's cleared his diary, he's put away his passport just so he can join us once more. He's a man of many names, and this month, as the society wants to be introduced, is Emmanuel Mustafa Goldstein, editor of the Hampstead Village Voice, an enemy of Big Brother, formerly known as Don Sebastiano. So, it's a warm welcome to Emmanuel Mustafa Goldstein. Hello, there. <laughs> so, gents... Going back, to the, going back to the football, the soccer ball, the Arsenal, since our previous get-together, we've seen an away draw at Manchester City, a home defeat to Chelsea, yet victory at West Ham, as well as three victories in two different cup competitions. Mark, are we feeling as... No, no, Mark's actually wetting himself. This is wonderful. This is the one night Kevin, our editor, isn't here. Unbelievable. Steve, the Highbury spy. Are Arsenal feeling as positive about our prospects as we were after beating Southampton 6-1, or are we on the brink of collapse and disaster? Well, it's a good job I'll be here, isn't it? Because if we were not on the other two, you wouldn't get much of an answer out of there. Um, yeah, well, the Southampton... Well, Do you want the question again? Yeah, the Southampton... <laughs> <laughs> Since our previous get-together, we've seen the way draw at Man City, a home defeat to Chelsea, victory at West Ham, and three victories yeah. in two separate cup competitions. Are we as positive as, uh, as our pros- prospects we were after we beat Southampton, or are you dreading what's just we around are, the corner? But I didn't want to sound like Tony Adams then when I answered the question. Because, I mean, Tony Adams has had a lot of airtime lately, and I don't know what planet he's on. Is it just me? So, does he always say, he sounds like somebody who's just been burgled. He does. I've just got to make sure okay. that whatever I'm saying, I'm not saying the same as him. Um, but, yeah, the Southampton result was great, and the City <laughs> performance was great. West Ham was brilliant. But are we going down the old, old Arsenal route? Of, you know, flat track bullies, murdering the Southamptons, murdering the Coventrys, you know, beating the Olympiacoses reasonably comfortably. Um, but, you know, as soon as we come up against Chelsea, it looks like a team, you know, built with a billion pounds against a team built with a billion pence. And <laughs> that, I'm afraid, was my conclusion to that one. So, 
I want a few more results against the big boys before I'm going to be fully encouraged. That's the thing. I mean, Basti, I mean, after, after the, um, the start of the season, we were thinking, you know what, maybe Wenger's actually formed something really, really great. Then we lost against Chelsea, and it was heartbreaking. We came out of that game, and I think most of us were thinking, um, you know what, we've actually just lost to the better team, despite the fact their manager is an amateur who was no good at Milton Keynes and no good at West Brom. Um, after that game, we then struggled to get past Olympiacos. Yet we've come back. We played really, really well on Saturday against West Ham. What do you think? Are we up or down? Well, you say we played really well against West Ham. There were moments, fleeting moments, and certainly against Olympiacos as well, where there were very worrying uh, balls being given away for no reason at all. Uh, I'd say momentary, but quite long moments of complete lack of uh, any concentration, where my heart was in my mouth. Um, Having said that, we you know played reasonably ugly and got a result. And the three goals, if you watch the highlights, great. But if you watch the whole game, there were a lot of a lot of worrying moments uh, for me. And, and West Ham could easily have scored a, a couple, and and we'd have been in shit, you know. Um, still three-one derby away. Uh, any derby match, I'll take that. And um, it's a fun, we've got a funny situation at the moment, whereby I remember going to the Cologne game, uh, the uh, pre-season match, and. Van Persie played and I thought fucking up we've got this tip on my French if we've got this team out now and song and, and all the new signings we are really going to you know we're, we're going to do things and then of course the next day I hear song's gone and, uh, and Van Persie was on his way <laughs> but um, having said that we, I think we've got a better team spirit than we've had for a long time so that's good. I don't know what Arshavans. his name pops up every now and again you think what the hell's going on there? Played well against Coventry in his proper position I know it was only Coventry, but he was man of the match. Yeah, and then Linger came out and said, oh, his best position might be behind the main front man. Really, Arsenal wouldn't have guessed that one after the last four or five years. Pretty much what he did for his first 18 months at the club when he was the best attacking uh, player in the Premier League. Sorry, Best, you were saying. Well, yeah, uh, I I don't know. It's hard to see where we're going. I I, I do feel good about Arsenal at the moment, um, but I think there's going to be a lot of... I think when we get to, to answer your question, when we actually play a very strong side. I mean, I'm a little worried about Man United away again. Having said that, you know, we got a one-all draw at City and we looked pretty good against them. So, I don't know. Chelsea seemed, it was a little boys, it seemed like boys against men a bit, that mm, match. I that as well. So, I, I still think there's, there's certainly work to be done, let's put it that way. What do you think, Mark? I mean, um, obviously, after that Southampton game, we were thinking, you know what, we're on the runway, we're about to take off, this is going to be awesome. But, you know, there was disaster and very, very slow getting back onto it um, with Chelsea and Olympiacos. Do you think this restored us to optimism after that uh, the West Ham game on Saturday? Or are you still going to wait and see what happens? No, I think this season's been absolutely fine. I've enjoyed an awful lot of games, but I think the Chelsea match proved our natural standing, and that is pretty much where we were last year. I think we'll be fighting for third or fourth, and I think you know we're not going to challenge for the title, but I don't think also we're going to fall out of the top four either. And so I think you know Chelsea, Man, Man City, perhaps Man United, they don't look as strong as previous years are going to be the three main teams to try and get above. I'm not sure we can beat either. But I think we're definitely better than teams like Tottenham. Um, so, really, the Chelsea game just proved what I kind of guessed from the very start of the season. And that is, if you sell one or two world-class players, I won't actually put um, Alex Song in that bracket, but you sell a decent player, plus Robin Van Persie, and replace him with three decent players, but don't strengthen for the finishing profit in the transfer market once again, you're going to be the same as you were the previous year. And so it's the same as, you yeah. know, same £150 thing. million pound in the bank. And we got to transfer deadline day uh, and we didn't sign any players at all. Now the Army's injured out for the next three weeks, possibly five. 
we really miss that powerful presence in the middle. We could have spent 20 million on you know any one of four or five players yeah. towards the last couple of weeks of the deadline <clears throat> and improved the team and still not broken the bank. It's a worrying and frustrating thing, in fairness. There is so much to talk about just coming out of those sentences, in fairness, guys. Let's start at the back and move forward. One, one thing we've spoken about throughout this season, not just us, the entire media, the entire Guna base, that's our seemingly improved defence within Arsenal. I mean, since the three clean sheets we had to start the season, we've now conceded five in four league games. I mean, why the downturn? I mean, Bastley, what do you think? I mean, by being fought for both goals against Chelsea, Florence Koscielny has proven that Mertesacker and Vermaelen are our two first-choice centre-halves by a mile. What I do you think? I didn't know his first name was Florence. but um, <laughs> Pure, Purely my reference to him. Purely my reference to him. Oh, right, OK. Well, he, yeah, there is a bit of the Florence about him. He, yeah, Mertesacker was suddenly looking really good and people were calling him the new Bobby Moore, actually. Someone was going, he's the new Bobby Moore. New um, Willie Young. Or Willie Young, well, I think he's a bit better than Willie Young. I don't know. Uh, but he's, he's got a bit of the TA about him as well, the way he's, 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 his uh, gait, the way he walks and moves. I think he's certainly, okay, he's not quick and agile, but then neither was Tony Adams or Martin Keown. But he, he's experienced and his, his timing is impeccable. Um, although he did let, he does let people sort of just run off and then he comes back and saves the day in the last minute. That seems to be what he does. But um, I would have him um, in front of Koscielny, although Koscielny had a great season last season, I thought. And I, I, a better season than his first season, he was about as much use as a tits on an ironing board. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously against the, Ch the Chelsea game, um, I, I still kind of blame Arteta for that one. It was a 60-40 ball that Arteta should have won and didn't, and that put us all into trouble for the second goal. But anyway... Um, you know, I think our midfield, uh, well, we're talking about defence, but I think the midfield, we're missing Song or someone who's, we, we need someone who's going to battle a bit more. Um, I, I, don't, I can't really see that we've got, we've got creativity in Arteta and Cazorla, but we don't seem to have someone who's, or maybe when Wilshire comes back, there'll be a bit more of that, you see. But, yeah. Jack Wilshire, in his first season when everyone went crazy about how he's going to be the next biggest talent in the English football team, he played the entire year at, at Arsenal in our ridiculous 4-2-3-1 formation as one of the two next to Alex Song. I mean, Steve, what do you think? I mean, is it the structure of the squad? Is our defence doing OK? Is Steve Bold working on something that's going to be very difficult for him? Pray tell. Well, the, the, when I got the, Chelsea, the, cheap, the team sheet, when I knew who, who was playing against Chelsea... I said to the guys I was with, when I saw Kozielny and, and, and uh, Vermeulen were the centre-backs, I thought we've lost this game before we've even started. You know, why drop, why drop Mertesacker mm. when we've kept all those clean sheets in previous games? When he was arguably our man of the match at Man City. Um, and so, I mean, hindsight's a great thing. But we, we said before the game that we would suffer, and we did. Mm. And also, losing Diaby after 20 minutes didn't help. Because, he, he, I mean, you know, he's, when he's fit and he's on form, he's a brilliant player. I think we really missed him against Chelsea. And without Diaby and Mertesacker, we lost all our power in that game. Mm. And I thought Hazard, Oscar, Marta and Ramirez for Chelsea were just awesome that day. All 20 or £30 million pound players. And I just thought we struggled to cope with all of them, to mm. be honest. We looked like what we were that day. A kind of team built reasonably on the cheap. What do you think, Mark? Uh, I mean, are, are we OK at the back uh, and just have to focus on arranging our attacking five, six in the team? Or um, actually, there are still some major problems with defence? To me, you talk about the back, you talk about the goalie. And it just absolutely frustrates me beyond belief that we didn't get an experienced keeper in as a backup for Chesney. 
Vito Minoli should not be anywhere near our team. I know he kept a couple of clean sheets at the start of the season, more by luck than judgment, and due to the fact that our defence was clearing decent balls at the time. So you can debate to the cows come home about which centre-back pairing is the best. To me, it's Mertesacker plus one one other. I think Thomas Amarna has been particularly brilliant this season. He still goes with his massive forays forward and doesn't get back when he should get back. <coughs> and to me, Carl Jenkins has been absolutely immense. I said last season on this pod- podcast, he's the best crosser at the club. I believe that he's got better and better and better. And Sanya should not walk straight back into the team. But we've got to address the position of a goalie. Because if Chesney's out for another three or four weeks... We cannot cope with that buffoon in goal for much longer. It's not. Who else we got then? That's well, what I mean. Though. I mean, you can go to the. Fabianski has disappeared. Uh, the, yeah, the, this where, is where a, as far as Wings is concerned, he is injured. Yet he's been named in both Polish national team squads. Seriously? He's, yeah, mm. he's been named in the current one, but he's not fit enough to get above James Shea, who I think is about eleven years old, or Damian Martinez, who's only ever played once. Fabianski does have a bit of a mouth on him, and he seems to say things. Uh, so being as someone with a bit of a mouth on himself, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know one when I see one. Martinez looks all right against Coventry. He looked like he had, he had a, the first time I've ever seen him play. He had a presence. He was tall. He, he looked okay. And then against Olympiacos, James Shea was on the bench. Yeah. And yet, it's a and that's preferred for the Coventry game. Martinez can't be named yeah. in the uh, Champions League because he's, he was educa- oh, educated okay. in Argentina. Right. Okay. So we've only got three goalkeepers on the list for that, right. being uh, Chesney, uh, right. Fabianski and Manone. What's and then uh, Shea can get picked because he's on the B-list squad, which right. is essentially your English. So how come if you're Argentinian, you can't play in the Champions League then? Because but, you've been homegrown at the club. Yeah, he's I only see. 19 I years see, old. Right. We've only had him for a couple right, of years. We stole him from Independiente. And we chose not to name him as one of our under-19 players. Well, no, because you've got a squad of 25 <laughs> people, which is uh, which has got three goalkeepers in it. Your B squad has then got extra players who have to be homegrown. Right. Right. And Martinez not. He will right. be in about three years, I think. Right. Although, the way everything's going at the moment, he's going to be our first choice goalkeeper. Poor old Martinez. Yeah. Three years to wait, eh? Hmm. Right. Anyway, so um, <laughs> I've got to say very briefly that I agree with Mark that Jenkinson has been a real revelation and I, I eat humble pie because I was telling everyone I don't think he's actually a footballer at all uh, last season. Just I don't know something about the well, way he moved. Well, Basti, in light of that, that leads but me to ask he, you: He was amazing. He's been amazing. In three weeks' time, um, well, he's making his comeback tonight for the under twenty-one sign. Bakary Sanya, who's had his second broken leg of the year. Um, when he comes back for first team selection in three years' time, bearing in mind three or four weeks ago he was spending it whinging about Wenger not spending more money on more players, do you think Bakary Sanya is going to come straight back to the first team or will he serve time on the bench until it's felt that Jenkinson is no longer our best option at right back? We'll have to see uh, how uh, the next few games go, how Jenkinson fares against Man U again uh, this Good time last season. He, he was struggling. Um, if he can, if he plays well against Man U, and if we get some sort of result there, um, I, would fi- I think, and he continues to play the way he is, I think um, Sanya could sit on the bench play for a little City, bit. Didn't he? Jenkinson play, play brilliant combination City. football. You know? yeah. Yeah. Played absolutely <laughs> City. And, uh, and even, even last year, I think he was guilty of only having one foot and being a bit naive on occasions and a bit nervous at the big ground, like at Liverpool this year. Yeah. In the first 20 minutes, where he put that suicidal ball across the centre of the goal and did a couple of bad back passes, but once he got over that, those nerves, he was fine. Well, another slightly worrying thing is when West Ham came out the second half, I noticed they were all piled up <coughs> on the right side, and they, 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 the, the, you could see from the kickoff they were going to use that r- right wing, and because Kieran Gibbs can be great and can be a bit on and off sometimes. And who do we have, you know... Uh, Andre Santos, uh, well, a left-back who's so good he insists on wearing the number 11. 
Oh no, that's a bit odd. But uh, I like Santos. He, I like Santos. I like Santos. Too. I like Santos. I'm surprised Santos actually doesn't because he's a kind of uh, senior he player, left wing, isn't he? He could play yeah. left wing Santos. I reckon. Yeah. He could play as a part of the front three on the left. He played most of his pre-season games on yeah. the left wing. I, I suppose that's Wenger right. thinking. You know, when we play Man United away, I'll have to play him on the left instead of Podolski. We'll play as a centre forward. Gibbs at left back, and I don't know, maybe a Terminator playing in defensive midfield. Sorry, please carry on, Bastard. Can I just say, seeing as you mentioned Podolsky, I shared this with you earlier, I'll share it now with the listeners. I saw... A fellow no, German. A, but you speak for yourself, sir! Manchiala! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, we'll probably get done for that now. Anyway, but uh, what's his name? Podolsky, yeah. Walking up the high street, who should walk down the road, Podolsky with his son on his shoulders, wearing an Arsenal kit with Podolsky written on the back. Which, it was, it was a touching moment, that's all I can say. And going right back to the start of your question, touching moments, who could have failed to be touched by Carl Jenkinson when he posted that picture of uh, his um, plaque outside the stadium? As well as his dad's an Arsenal season ticket holder, as was his, his grandfather. And his granddad, I think, died before he made his debut. So he's got a little plaque saying, Great granddad, I hope you're proud. Love Carl Jenkinson. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, and, and we go back to like law team football and players don't care anymore. Do we have fun? Have one player that does care about playing for the club, and wouldn't it be great if we do? I'll that could you, be Carl Jenkinson. I'll tell you, who cares about the club? Mikel Arteta. He cares. Well, he, that boy he didn't cares. in that challenge, uh, that Chelsea challenge. He was, he, he was a bit iffy on that one. I actually think he should be captain, Arteta. No, for Malin for captain, Discuss. definitely. In, I, fa- I, in fairness, for Marlon being given the captaincy means that next summer he gets his transfer to Barcelona or Manchester City. So it could be Arteta's turn. No, he's a centre back. We'll be all right for Malin. I think the good thing about yourself for Marlon for Malin, but uh, uh, to have a captain who's in that Tony Adams position. For me, that just makes me feel a whole lot better about Arsenal Football Club, and it makes me feel a whole lot better that Stephen Bold is. is I think that that defence will be get better and better. Of course, there are going to be dodgy moments. Uh, I wish Cassiani wouldn't sort of face the crowd when the balls come in. Um, I'd like to face the ball and challenge like for it. You know, he dives in all the time. Like, yeah. I mean, a lot of rest would have sent him off for that yeah. tackle against Olympiacos. Agreed. Yeah, no tackle. One yeah. thing we've got to stop doing is giving silly free kicks away, sort of 10, 20 yards outside the penalty area, which is where teams are going to hoist it in, and they're going to, and that's the that's the way they're going to score Mind goals you, against. To be fair, we're still doing that less this year than we did when Song was around. Yeah, Song was Song's a liability forte. in that area. That Song's forte was giving free kicks away outside the area every 10 minutes yeah. or less. Yeah. Thinking about the defensive midfield position, I mean, obviously the first choice, well, I say the first choice, the second name on the team sheet after the Marlon captain is Arteta, vice-captain, who is our, he's our Danielson defensive midfield player, but a far better version. That's essentially Arteta's role on the side. However, with the RB now, unfortunately, but expectedly, being out for another three weeks, we've filled that position with all kinds of people, but one person who filled it over the weekend was Aaron Ramsey, who in fairness to him has played in holding midfield and as a wide right-sided attacker, and has probably got the potentiality to uh, refill... It's a great new word, I love it. Thank you very much. Uh, potential. Uh, <laughs> piss off. Anyway, there's a chance uh, he, c- he could refill what he did last year when he ended up as a cover player for Cazorla. Okay, Mr. Robinson, <laughs> what's your verdict on Aaron, Aaron Ramsey's uh, ability to fulfil any of these roles? With Aaron Ramsey, I'm up and down like a bride's nighty. I really can't work out what to make of this chap. One minute I think he's the worst player to ever play for Arsenal Football Club. His first touch is atrocious. He's slow. He's not Brian Talbot. Ponderous. And then he has a really good game like he did on the wing the other week. I don't know what to make of Aaron Ramsey. Oh, I really don't. I don't. I don't see the slow, ponderous Ramsey, to be really? honest. Really? Um, I, think, I think basically Aaron, 
Remember when we signed him, he chose us over United, didn't he? He did indeed. And, um, I, and, I, and he has never really recovered from his broken leg, I don't think. He's never really been the same player as he was before he broke his leg. I agree with that, Steve. But the last couple of weeks, I think he's slowly but surely showing us the player that he could be. The chip against Olympiacos, you know, the, the, the brilliant performance at Man City when he was in midfield there, when he put um, Javinho through and he, his first touch let him down so we didn't score. But, I mean, I, I've got a lot of time for Aaron Ramsey and I think given the position in the team, I see him more as an attacking player, to be honest. Because I think he's got, I know, I know his finishing isn't brilliant, but I think with time he could be really good. Um, and I just see, I, when I see him, I think he's got flair. And I, I think we should bring the most out of that flair and not try and turn him into something he's not, which is a pedestrian midfield player. What do you think, Basti? I mean, do you disagree with Steve in the sense that um, after his goal against Olympiacos last week, dear God, he can finish, he's got a hell of a finish. Or are you thinking, actually, after what he went through when he was shawcrossed in the leg and couldn't walk for the best part of a year and a half, he's too scared and we don't blame him for that reason, for being a defensive midfield player. I mean, what do you think? What's his future? I think when Jack Wilshire comes back, that it's, he's probably going to struggle to kind of find a, a space, uh, a place. Um, that was a great finish against Olympiacos. Uh, I'm very glad I stayed until the end to see it because that, that was worth the entrance money. Um, but uh, I think Wilshire, once again, I hope when Wilshire comes back, he doesn't suffer Ramsey-itis and have mm. a long period of time, you know, being a bit uh, on and off. Um, look, I think w w Jack Wilshire is the sort of player who's so kind of strong he's so good that um, touch wood he's going to uh, he's going to shine again um, and, and probably give us what, what we're missing from Fabregas and, and, and such like but I think that uh, yeah, Ramsey's, Ramsey's he's got to up his game now if he wants to keep playing um, and he, he was frustrating last season because so many times he'd have a shot on goal and he just, he just could not put keep the bloody thing in the back of the net but he's, he's not the only one though I, mean, I wish they would all keep the ball down I mean, Cazorla is not, not no, innocent yeah. of that. No. I mean, every time Cazorla gets the ball over the bar, apart from Saturday. Uh, no, you know, Ramsey, if he kept his shots down, and hopefully he'll learn to do that, he could be a brilliant finisher. Yeah. I think, uh, and don't forget, yeah. that goal against Southampton, where he cut in from the left, beat the player, bent it around the keeper, it hit the post, and Javinho put the rebound in. Mm. That was really, you know, Ramsey's goal. Oh, yeah, Javinho. Now, yeah. here's a, now what, yeah. do, what does everyone think of Javinho? I love Javinho. Well, this is the thing. Loved him last year and all. Is he improving? Or has his recent goals been a flash in the pan? Or you know, is he Carnu? Is he Cabadiawara? Is he uh, who knows? Javinho's got a talent that that ninety percent of all the other players in the football league haven't got. They can run with the ball. They can run with the ball, and he can beat a player just by dropping his shoulder. So difficult. That's true. I mean, in the seventies, Rodney Marsh had a, had a you know he made a name out of that. Uh, Stan Bowles. Stan Bowles was the same. Similar sort of players. TPI um, had a few another player there beside Bowles but um, no with Javinho the way that he just effortlessly, effortlessly can go round a player and create a chance the number of chances he creates is just unbelievable and I, I love Javinho but Basti uh, I mean, yeah. isn't, it, isn't it fairer to, fairer to say that he, he falls over the ball and kicks it out off himself so often he makes Theo Walcott look not like Jermaine from the X Factor but more like Pele yeah, there are times where Javinho frustrates as well. There was that long ball that he really should have just controlled and then ran out against Olympiacos. Goes around City. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's every fucking yeah. game. Well, yeah, yeah Olympiacos, he did the same thing and just lost the ball because he just switches off. And what he'll, what he'll do, I think Javinho, uh, at the moment, it looks like someone who'll score a goal and then he might as well take him off. 
because I've got a feeling that he's got um, I've scored a goal-itis and aren't I the greatest thing in the world that reminds me of another player we had once I can't remember Sylvain Wiltord for a fucking start actually well, could be anyone about seven uh, he's better than Wiltord he's got a natural talent who was I thinking of Wiltord is brilliant yeah anyway he, he's got that, that kind of um, I don't know he goes down a gear when, when he's scored I think there's some, there's, he's lacking a bit of mental strength I think we would miss Chilovino if he was out for any given long period. Oh, come on, Mark. Be, you know, be on the same page as me. Surely he's just a bouet in a wig. No, he's got a lot of skill. The problem with me is he's just a bit stupid. So at times he doesn't know what to do with the skill. And so Steve said he runs at players. I love players that run with the ball. I think when you go and pay close to £100 a game, you don't want passing, passing all the time as pretty as it is. It's exciting when a player runs with the ball. Half the time he goes in the wrong place, half the time he runs far too far, half the time he doesn't get a cross in, but you know what, at least he's exciting. And he's one player you have no idea what he's going to do next. And as long as you've got players like Kozula in the team and Podolski that you know can do great passes here and there, you need your like Javinho type players. Mm. He brings something extra. And whilst it's not Bergkamp-esque, whilst he hasn't got Bergkamp's silky skills and amazing touches, we haven't got any other player at our club who does the unknown like he, he does. It comes off half a time. Well, it comes off about a third of the time. But the two thirds time that it doesn't, you've got a third, third mm. kid that really. Yeah. Defences have no idea what to do with him. And going back to your Theo Walcott question, yes, Theo's got a couple of goals recently that have been great, but every defender knows what Walcott is going to do. They know he's going to get the ball and do it and just run at a certain angle. They have no idea what is going to do. So he would start every time <laughs> rather than Theo Walcott. I couldn't agree more. When Javinia goes down either flank, and he's, he just drops that shoulder and lazily gets the ball under his feet. I mean, he could he, with with one you know with one flick of his shoulder, he could beat two players. Well, here's the and solution. Then, and, all, and to be honest, some, his cutbacks once he gets to that byline, by and large, are okay if they don't go off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the solution. The fact that we we never have anyone in the box to make the most of them is. Well, and he, he's a bit guilty of hanging on to the ball a bit long as well sometimes. Yeah, but Diaby does that as well. But yeah. um, what, what Wenger did against West Ham was probably about right. Played Javinho until he either scored or just kind of wasn't just proves he's, he's, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. fucked all. Yeah, uh, and there's a, there's a kind of lifespan within yeah, that okay. 90 minutes for Javinho where you just he does his bit, something comes off, it doesn't then take him off, bring on Walcott for the you know the thunderous run with a nice reverse pass yeah. and slot it into Always. the ball. Walcott against West Ham is strength. They had a high defence. Giroud put him through with that ball, so he had a lot of space to run onto, pick his spot, finish brilliantly. That's the sort of game that Walcott loves. Yeah. Where you've got a tiring defence playing high up the pitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Didn't Thierry Henry make his entire career out of that? But Walcott, I guess yeah. when defences get tired, really. Well, to me, Walcott is a perfect impact sub. And if he wants to sign a contract for 80 grand a um, week rather than 100 grand or whatever he wants, and he's prepared to come on a sub, Walcott's a brilliant mm. sub. Yeah. I've never debated that. And it, Coventry know, came on, got nearly got a hat trick. Yeah, seriously, it could be the br- most brilliant sub ever. Southampton came on, scored. Yeah. Well, do you know, Chavinho reminds me a little bit with uh, mentally uh, of, um, and do you know what? I've forgotten his name because I forget names of Arsenal players who go to Tottenham. Was that Tosser at Tottenham? What's his name again? Ah, uh, Oh, is that his name? Yeah, yeah that geezer. Cashy so he, he did that though. He'd sort of 
do something good and then switch off. Yeah. Well, he's a bit like Javinho, to be honest. Adebayo and Javinho are very similar. As far as I'm concerned, Javinho, the whistle is blown up so much, I think he was conceived in an offside position. And this is a man <laughs> who... Le- thank you very much. Um, he's a man who Lille sold, replaced him on loan with Joe Cole, who the fans at Lille preferred to him. You know, we went in for Javinho. It's not as though Man United went, oh, hang on, we want him as well. It was like, Javini who? I, I, I personally... I personally think the jury's still out on him. Hey, I hope he proves me wrong. The one forward... Sounds like the jury's made a decision, the way you're yeah. talking. Yeah. <laughs> hey, solicitor, solicitor by name, court and jury and executioner by nature. The one forward in our club we haven't mentioned, who I think is going to be something really special personally, but my opinion doesn't count as I'm just a presenter. Well, wouldn't know it would be really from today. Oh, okay. He says, after I prepared your dinner and I bought your drink, your drinks, unbelievable. You hear this, Kev? This is what we go through without you. Olivier Giroud. So good. So good, his name should be Olivier Giroudo. That's how good he is. Steve, do you believe these people who, th- who claim that he's the Chamac Mark II... Or do you think he's actually going to turn out to be a player worth his wages and his reputation a little bit longer? God, how long have we got? I mean, I personally am still a Chamac fan. Probably the only one in the state oh, from what I hear. <laughs> I mean, the poor guy has never had a chance. We've well, got, got the, you've got the word poor, right? I know, I know I've said all this in my, fans, in my column in the fanzine, so I won't elaborate too much. But basically, since October 2010, <clears throat> when Robin Van Persie came back from injury, we've never seen Chamac, apart from the odd Carling Cup game, and an odd substitution game. I know he's had his off-the-field problems and stuff like that, but by and large, for nearly two years, he's never had a chance in the team. So I just, and when he came on against Carl, I know it's only Coventry again, when he came on, he showed a lot of skill. I think he can hold the ball up. He's good at doing one-twos. He's good at playing triangles. Mm-hmm. Where Chimac is let down is that he sees the white of the keeper's eyes and freezes, but the rest of his game is good. Now Giroud seems to see the white of the keeper's eyes and be good. But I don't think the rest of his game is that brilliant. But I think Giroud is going to give us something different this year. You know, a bit like Andy Carroll gave to West Ham on Saturday. A plan B, you know, we can use him as an outlet. <clears throat> He's probably going to be quite good in the air if we start pumping it up. His one-twos are okay. And if we, could, we saw on Saturday that the finish for the goal against West Ham was brilliant. And he started that goal, he's got two assists. So I think he's a work in progress, but I think he could be okay. What do you reckon, Bastard? Uh, Emmanuel Mustafa Goldstein, that's your son. Oh, sorry, sorry, excuse me, I, I apologise. You've blown my cover. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think um, uh, Giroud, let, well, the jury is out, obviously. The uh, Giroud is out, if you will. I was relieved yeah. for him that he scored. I was relieved for him that he scored against West Ham, and it was a great goal and a very good time to score it. Uh, he seems like someone who re- was really lacking in confidence at that point. And, you know, coming to the Premiership, it's no easy deal, is it? Uh, come from the south of France to the Premiership, and then suddenly you're playing, you know, uh, I was going to say Barnsley, but they're not in the Premiership anymore. But you know what I mean? And there's winter, and it's all like, come on. And, well, you know, Upton mm-hmm. Park, you know, on a, a, a steely, cold East End day, and you've got, and he scored. So good for him. Uh, I, hope, I hope he comes good. Um, I think he probably will. I, I, I felt the same way as Steve did about him, uh, about Henri. When Henri first came, he had quite a few days of weeks of not being that great. And he was all giving it the Gallic lip to the, and everything. And he, he had an attitude and it was a bit annoying. It was something annoying about Henri at first until he became the most amazing player of all time. <laughs> um, so, and I really had to bite my lip 
after that because I was sacking them off for the first few few games. I remember. Um, I, I don't know what I'm doing here, really. I know nothing about football at all. I thought he was shit. So there you go. But I think Jean, hopefully Giroud is just suffering the same kind of bedding in period. And once he gets the hang of it, maybe he'll be knocking them in for fun. What do you reckon, Mark? Next month, let's say we go away to Manchester United mm-hmm. and we name him as the sole centre forward in our 4 2 3 month. Would you be happy or be thinking, fucking hell, he should have done it with any one of four other players? No, I think the problem we've got with him is just that if he does start games. I think he's a decent squad player. And I think, that once again, to have him come off the bench in previous years would have been absolutely fine. He's done really well in cameos. He holds the ball up really well. He's a big lad. He keeps the ball at his feet. Do you know what? I actually like the chap. The problem is he's got to leave the front line. And when you send a world-class player like Robin Van Persie and replace him with him, it's a hard task. How can you really replace a man of that quality and um, calibre? He's been given a really tough job, and it's not his fault. And if we'd have gone out and actually bought like a world-class striker in to replace Van Persie, brilliant. Giroud could have come off the bench, done a really good job, and got better and better as the season got gone on. I feel sorry for the guy. He's nowhere near as good as Van Persie. He never will be as good. But he probably knows that in, in himself. But Lord, would, you sign, a, would you sign a striker in January? I would have signed a striker again. He definitely got. I think that Podolce is a great player. But, you know, he scores a shitload of goals in Germany. He's like 44 goals in 102 games. He scored like a couple for us all yeah. as well. Yeah, but obviously he's really good. But he doesn't strike me as... Well, you, you tell me, Bastard. I think he's Is like he an out-and-out striker? I think he's like a German Paul Merson. Yeah. He's got a sort oh, of Paul Merson thing yeah. about him. He's kind of... He's, he's actually in Germany as well. He's seen as this sort of lovable... Prince Poldy. Uh, yeah, he's, he's the sort of like guy you want in your dressing room because he's a bit of a laugh. And yeah. He's all right, you know. And um, we've, lost, we've lost a few guys for that, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. But he's, yeah, he's, good, he's good for that, and also he's very good. He's, he's good at little one twos, and he, he reads the game well. He's a he's a consummate pro. So yeah. you know, there's, there's no, no harm in having him in the side. No, but, sure. but if he gets injured, then what do we do? Seriously, we're, we're in trouble. Like, up front, we are so flipping. We're going to have to start every game with Javinho or Walcott or Chamac. As Chamac has gone, Chamac still there, or even Shavin. God, we've got such a shit squad. Well, you say that. The thing is that Chamak and Arshavin, unfortunately, these are players who I think are really, really talented. Certainly yeah. Arshavin. Yeah. Probably one of the most talented you know, yeah. players you, you want him on your side. But uh, he just, it's like his heart's not in it. He doesn't want to be there. You know, no, 90% we know of the We've time. We've seen him play. Well, well, the times we have seen him play, last season and season what, before. 20 minutes? 20 minutes against QPR and Wolves? I think he means um, Arshavin. Arshavin's never been played in his proper position, which is the Cazorla position, just behind the front players. He's always been played on the wing, or you know, either the right or the left wing, and he's been off to track back mm. as a full-back almost. Mm. I mean, that is not Arshavin's game. And by the way, we haven't mentioned Rosa, who, when's he coming back, Rosinski? That's a very good question, actually. Uh, may, hey, maybe he's got the same injury as Fabianski. Well, maybe he's got the same yeah. one he had before when he was just away for a whole year. Or was it yeah. two years? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I've got no idea what to about. No idea what to about. Right, uh, gents, um, we, we never do this uh, in the podcast, but it's something like... I, I emails. Think it's, I, no, we always do... No, oh, actually, no, 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 we've read emails. Read emails. Take but, our clothes off. No, you don't have to take your clothes no, off. No, you Sorry? Do we have emails to do today? No, we don't have any emails to do. All I was going to say was, before we move on to, rather than talking about the team, talking about the club, 
you know, I've separated the podcast into two for a start. Kev's listening to this, crying his eyes out, going, I've left them on their own, I won't do that again. Hope you're enjoying Radiohead, Kev. That's great. Um, anyway, the first half was about the team, second half was about the club. But we're at this stage, we're just about to finish. Based on how the team is at the moment, let's say everybody's fit tomorrow. We've got magicians rather than physiotherapists and the Irish doctor. Um, what's your first choice 11 at the moment? Are, are we in safe saying, in this four, I'm not going to go around you individually, sort out yeah. between mm. ourselves. Mm. Our goalkeeper, that's got to be Chesney, isn't it? Yeah, got to yes. be Chesney. Yeah. Got to be Chesney. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're doing the four-two-three-one because that's what we're going to be told we're doing by Arsenal for the rest of the year. Who's going to be our right-back at the moment? Is it Genko or is it Sanya? Jenko Who are we playing? Who are we playing? No, ultimate team, Steve. We're playing Barcelona. Barcelona. Ch- <laughs> we're playing Barcelona in the Champions League yeah, semi-final. Final. <laughs> final. Champions League final. Sanya. It's, it's got, got to be a fit final. Sanya. Yeah, it's got to be a fit Sanya. Sanya. Jenkinson. For that. Sanya. But against, against uh, West Bromwich Albion no, away, Jenkinson. Ch- Champions League final. Champions League final, Sanya. Sanya. Oh, right. It's a different question what they ask. You can join in on Okay, you're two centre. Okay, you're left back. No, no, who would you play right back? Me personally, Sanya. Okay, so I'm going with Sanya. What about you, Jenkinson. What about you, Rusty? Sanya against Barcelona. So it's going to be Sanya then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so okay. Chesney's, we're doing like that. Yeah, Chesney well, Sanya so far. Right. Okay, okay. you left back at the moment. Bas- uh, sorry, uh, Emmanuel. Excuse me. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Gibbsy. Gibbsy. Gibbs. 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 Yeah, bad luck, Santos. Uh, well, although Santos, oh. Santos is there. Santos could be coming in later. Yeah. You bring him on as a second half substitute if we're 4-0 down. He can't play as a left midfielder, attacker. Well, this might have to wait to see. I did ask about substitution. I mean, no, yeah. he meant that he might be playing as left wing. Yeah, two centre halves. Well, Tommy V's our captain, isn't he? No, I go for interesting. Shoney Mertesacker. Oh, 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 oh. Has been good since his first? Sorry, has Mertesacker Vermaelen um, been good since his first season? He's been poor this year, Vermaelen, and poor last year. Oh, I think he's been yeah. captain the year before that. He's been captain he's on been the basis of his, two years. He's been captain on the basis of his performances in his first season. When exactly. He's scored all those twenty-one totally. deltas. He's been shit ever since. Well, he's Wouldn't say shit, but a little bit impetuous. Yeah, sorry, mate. That's, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm he's still going with Vermaelen and Mertesacker and and Koscielny on the bench. That's fine because you know what, Cassiano is a good player. I think he's he's just gone a bit wobbly. I would go year. I would go for Milan and Mertesacker like purely and simply because Cassiano makes too many errors in big games. Yeah. But wouldn't you agree that last season Cassiano was better than Milan all season? He, he's a better footballer than Vermaelen. He was better. Vermaelen made a thousand mistakes last year. Yeah, he did. I'll agree. I'll agree. Yeah. So I'll obviously, agree with that. I've been outvoted. Because he only scored a lot of goals. Because he only also scored a lot of goals. Didn't he? Right. Yeah. So, so Sanya gives Mertesacker. Our, our team is Chesney, Sanya, Vermaelen, Mertesacker, Kieran Gibbs. Your two yes. defensive midfield players. I think we're safe in saying one's got to be Arteta, isn't it? Arteta and Wilshire. Arteta and Wilshire. Interesting, Mr. Ollington. What if Wilshire comes back in his rubbish, though, Steve? Uh, good point. No, point. no, no. They're all fit, and they're all fit. Well, and there's never been any injuries, and they're you're just. Gonna say, as good you're going to say. You're going to say what I think. No, Arteta and Wilshire definitely. Uh, uh, Wilshire and Arteta. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't see anything wrong with that, and I can't really see a better alternative. Who else would be the option? Yeah. You've got that Abu Diaby. No. be one of my first names on the team. No, but he, Abu Diaby against Barcelona in the final. He'd run up, he'd get past four Barcelona players, and then guess what? He'd give it away to the fifth one, and they'd run up the fucking pitch and score. Diaby so, is a good player. Well, he doesn't feet, know when to release the ball. I don't think he's quickly. good as Wilshire at his yeah. so we He's go got to pass the ball. So we go with Wilshire and Arteta at the moment. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Diaby you, could be a liability. 
That's the problem. He gives the ball away. To and what happens if he gets injured after ten minutes? Yeah. He has to go off. I remember that time recently <laughs> where he was running around his own penalty area, going, "Where am I? Where yeah. am I?" Going, what the <laughs> kick the fucking ball and out? It was great against yeah. Liverpool, wasn't it? And then the next game he played, he was absolutely a worse year. When we played Barcelona away in the last quarter final, when Van Persie got sent off. Wilshere was almost like a one-man team when we had the ten yeah, left. Definitely protecting Wilshire. that back four with all his life, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. All right, Wilshere Arteta. Wilshere Arteta's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, your three attacking midfield players slash three sub centre fours, everyone will call it. I think we're safe to say the middle one's going to be tiny five foot five inch Santi Cazorla. Is that right? Yeah. No arguments there, David. Okay, right. SC19 there. Who's going to be on the left? Who's going to be on the right? Oh, it's going to be Lucas Podolski. Does he go in front? But does he go in front? Who knows? Podolski left, Javinio right. What do you reckon? All this silence. Podolski left. uh, It's got to be Podolski. I'm with Podolski. It has to be Podolski on the left. What about a fit Rosicki on the right? Oh, crikey. Good shout. Aaron Ramsey's in tears. He hasn't even been mentioned in this discussion. Good shout. No, he's he's, he's on the bench. He's he's on the bench. Champions League Cup final. You'd much rather have the... the Always injured. Three... Alleged. Alleged. Sorry, okay. Allegedly useless. Okay, so... That's interesting, Steve. The old Rosicki issue. Yeah, very interesting. I like Rosicki. Just stick him on the right. Rosicki on the right... Javinia up front. And no Giroud. And no Giroud, you're on the bench. That's not bad. Oh, well, what about Wally Walcott, centre forward? I, 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 <laughs> I'm writing an article at the moment for the Coalition <laughs> of the Guna about how Theo Walcott is a young Thierry Henry. And if he does go in the summer, no one's voicing at the moment. As soon as he says he's not going not to sign, he's going to have to leave Arsenal. At that point, you're going to have Juve come in, Milan will come in, Barcelona or all, all Real Madrid will come in. Have we got time to talk about Walcott after this? Uh, we can do. We've got a colossal... Ten minutes to go. Bad luck, listeners. Another well, ten minutes to go. Um, I, so think, I think that's the issue on everyone's lips. We've still got two. Okay, two. I was joking about Walcott up front, by the way. That really? Was, yeah, that was. Yeah. A joke. You got a I point. Still, you got a point. Guys, you, really on the, you got a point. Rosicki on I'm the right. Because what you have people forget is we don't really play one up front. The top three are all interchangeable. Why yeah. the whole Walcott mm. question is ridiculous about wanting to play up front? Yeah. Oh, they swap all over the shop anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, hang on, yeah. guys. I've got a phone call from an Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain who's crying his eyes out because he hasn't been mentioned the entire podcast well, tonight to in 42 minutes and he's the best young player in England. He's not going to get on the right wing in your team because you want Thomas Rizitsky there. Well, do you know what? I never thought I'd say this, but I think this year Walcott has been better than Chamberlain. No, they, you're Who's right. Absolutely. No. But he's not, he's not going to make it in either. Yeah, your the team Ox, the, the Ox is, is on the form at the moment. He's off, he's off, yeah, I agree. I love he the Ox. He's amazing, the Ox, but he's lost second season itis, isn't it? Yeah. Second season yeah. itis. Yeah. yeah, second season itis. He's only a young lad. The ball's yeah. going to bounce off him a bit. He doesn't know where he wants. What am I doing here? He's suddenly woken up and thinking, oh shit, I'm playing for Arsenal. But if we're doing this based upon the crazy rules you've got where it's the players at their peak, mm. at mm. their best, yeah. not form-based, yeah. do we go with the Ox or Rizicki? it's a Champions League final. Yeah. You'd oh, have yeah. Thomas Rizicki over Thomas Eisfeld, Serge Nabry or no one. Actually, another good question. Where is Thomas Eisfeld? Who is well, he's, play, he's playing for the under 21s tonight. He was an unused tonight. substitute against Fuck Coventry. And he he's a young German man. He's signed last year. He hasn't even been on the bench in the you know, Premier League games. And I think he's going to be a fantastic player. Do you know what, Dave? I'd go for the Ox over um, thing with you. Over Rizitsky? Yeah. I'd go, I'd go for a kick in the balls over Rizitsky, personally. Uh, anyway, Mr Goldstein, on the right, who are you having? 
in your best team at the moment? Okay. Oh, uh, oh, God. Well, to be you honest with you, can, can I substitute him halfway through the game? You're the boss. I'll have, but if I'm the boss, I'd, I'd start with Rosicki and bring on Walcott right. towards the end. Rosicki to start. Mr. Rollington. Oh, okay, Chamberlain. Steve? Oh, I'm going to video still. Oh, oh fuck me. Right. Yeah, yeah. You've just given me. If, I, if I'm making the decision, you've given on, me yeah. Sophie's choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Front, yeah. Out of the three yeah. you've chosen. If Trevino's oh. on the right, who's up front? Chamak for you, probably. It could be Walcott, it could be Giroud, it could be Chamak. It is Alex Oxley Chamberlain on the right. Who's going to go up top? I think Boys, we're in our last six minutes. In one word, who's going to go up top? We do need an up top, and I think it would have to be Giroud because. It, because he gives us that option. Do you mean, yeah? I'd just play a 4 4 2. We still I, need one more player. Because I, want, I want the Toshak Keegan feeling going. Oh, yeah. Or well, the Burkamp on Reef feeling. Yeah, well, well, preferably that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. who are you going to play in that role? Or Ian Wright Burkamp. Yeah, again, that yeah. will work. Now, that will work. And it's Steve Murphy. So you've got. So, but you can't have Ian Wright Burkamp. Listen, listen, we have a serious problem because we used to have Ian Wright and Dennis Burkamp, and now we've got. Giroud and Jovino. That ain't happening, is it? I, 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 sorry, I gave you a close we're, question. We're, we're, we're not as good as we used to be, are we? No, no. no. Right, our, team, our, 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 our yeah. team is Chesney, Sanya, Vermaelen, Mertesacker, Gib, uh, Gibbs, Wilshire, Arteta, Podolski, Kozola, Oxlade-Chamberlain, and who else? Can we buy someone? Oh, for the, that's one of the questions I've got coming after Mine's this. Giroud. Okay, you know what, I'll take that. We haven't got a first choice so Let's do Giroud. Giroud, I agree, it I should be Giroud. It has to be Giroud. Giroud it is, and we've got an awful lot of substitutes, including Arshavin, Walcott, Jovino, Ramsey, Koscielny, and most importantly, Vito Minone. So, looking at other things uh, in the club at the moment. Um, we've raised it a couple of times, actually. So, look, it's, it's another two and a half, three months away, but January does open a transfer window. All the papers are saying, in light of Arsenal coming out last week, saying we've made a, a ridiculous amount of profits in the last year, added to the huge profits we've got from the previous five years. Are we going to sign anyone in January, Steve? The, the £36 million pre-tax profit... Please tell me we're not going to pay 80% or 50% of that to the government. We are paying tax. We're the only football club paying tax. Why on earth don't we spend that £36 million on a player if we spend and don't money, pay any tax? No, we're the only football team that are paying tax. Yeah. It's insane. No, well, so the thing is, is the get... other football teams should start paying tax. It's not that we should stop. Yeah. It's the Arsenal way. It's... You know, oh. Bob, what would Bob Wilson say? Yeah, what will he say? Other, you can imagine the other 17 or 18 Premier League directors. You can imagine well, Bob Wilson pays his taxes, couldn't you? 36 million, they're paying 20 million of that in tax. Yeah, they could yeah. have had a player. Well, I'll tell you, the player I would have had is Mohamed Diaby of Wigan, who was their player of the year last year. No, I know who Brilliant we want. Brilliant player. I know who we want. Every time I saw him, went to West Ham for virtually nothing. No, no, you know what and we do? Saturday, we sell Chamak, right? Yeah. We sell Arshavan. Who's going to buy them? And we, well, it doesn't matter. We flog them off at some sort of car boot sale, right? Yeah. Sell off a bit of Deadwood, and we get Denver Bar. Denver Bar, you get him for seven Ooh, and a half million. Crikey, Wouldn't yeah. have to send it. No, that was last year. summer. He's, he's, um, he's one year, seven and a half million pounds. Oh, but the other from like Newcastle, yeah, just as good. good uh, Denver Bar. But, but I don't think the way need... he took the ball yesterday, yeah. all his I mean, yeah. he is a class act. I've been watching him. I've had my yeah. eyes on Denver Bar. Yeah. I'd love to see him in an Arsenal. Young show. man, Denver Bar. Oh, is a yes. very good player. We want Denver Bar. Mr. Rollington, who would you have? Uh, I think I think basically between us we've agreed we need a centre forward. Uh, oh, sorry, no, excuse me. I uh, think we yeah. need a powerful midfield player to cover the army. Yeah. 
I'll go for that plan. What's he called? Van Persie at Man United. It, it, it He's bad, useful, actually. What I don't get is, and I'll ask me this, this question, Woody Walcott will probably go for like nothing in the summer if contracts don't get signed, which a club are taking a risk on. Mm. Why not swap that around and sold Walcott in the summer and kept Van Persie with mm. that as the risk? Mm. I don't understand. Mm. Yeah. Why do they just switch that around? Because Van Persie made it treble clear he was never going to sign. Ever. So what? Walcott, there's still an option that he might sign. So we take the 25 million for Van Persie, knowing that he's never going to sign, and we might well keep Walcott on. Do as we well. believe Walcott will sign? There's a chance to get a Bosman kind of signing on fee and I, 100 grand a week at some other club. Do you know? Do you know what? We, you know, given given Walcott's form this year, you know, and the outlet he does give us, to be honest, can we afford to lose him? Would you give him a hundred? But I would add to the squad. What I would do is I'd get look. Shamak and Arshman are sitting on the bench, right? Go to Newcastle and say, look, you can have Chamak and Arshavan, yeah. we want Denver Bar. Yeah, Even do. chuck them 10 million quid as well. They'll, they'll, they'll go, oh, they'll they'll go, they'll go away the lads. They'll love it. You've got to admit, Arshavan leaving, Chamak leaving, Rosicki possibly leaving. All. And if Walcott goes as well, who's going to play for us? So you've got to keep Rosicki because when we play Barcelona in the final, yeah, and lose 32. again against He's 32, Rosicki. He's not going to get any less injury prone as he gets well, older. That's true. But well, I mean, if we sell all these players, we're going to, we're going to need to sign another five players in January or... or well, he could just open a nightclub and call it Rositsky's, and that way he, <laughs> could, he could sit in the back room and now, stay there. If I could just, if I could just be in the chair for one second, David, oh, right, and ask the question: um, would, 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 would you give Walcott the hundred grand a week that he wants to keep him? Uh, yes, he yeah, would. He would. He would. Uh, On the basis that Man City and Liverpool, Chelsea would give him one hundred and fifty a week, probably. No, no, so I think the guy's twenty-three years old. I mean, as far as a lot of us can say, he's twenty-eight and he's past his prime, which wasn't good enough in itself. I think we're on the brink of something really, really special. You look at his goal against West Ham again. He, fin- he doesn't shoot across the goalkeeper, as you'd always expect. Yeah. He goes to the near post, clears it around the goalkeeper's arm, right in the corner next to the post. It's a very classy Henri-esque finish. But, Dave, what, but what about those games when he's absolute gash? Yeah, what about QPR at home? And there's more when of those. Him and the keeper, QPR at home. What do I do? What Worst do I do? Yeah. I've never seen it. And I'm sorry, <laughs> I would probably keep him too. But not for 100000 a week. To me, that's saying you've been pretty average for six, seven years. And to basically reward you for that, here's a pay rise. If I was average in my job, which actually I am to be, to be fair, <laughs> less than average. But, you know, and that's why I don't get huge rises. It sickens me, the fact that he can just be so mind-numbingly shit one minute and then okay the next. And then gets a 30% pay rise. What you're implying, what you're implying then, is, is that you'd, you'd quietly let him go because he wants too much money. Yes. But you'd sign a player who'd be better, who'd be on less than £100,000 a week. Not only that, my philosophy... All our players are less than £100,000 a week. Denver we Bar. don't pay anybody £100,000 a week. Oh, weirdly, we'll Arshavin is on 80, I think, Arshavin. 90, I think. If we don't give Walcott that hundred grand, and he leaves for nothing, we leave, to quote the million pound drop, we leave with nothing. <laughs> now, if he if he signs the hundred grand a week, and we sell him in two years for fifteen twenty million, we more than get that extra twenty grand back, don't we? Who cares about money? Let's just pick, get you know get the best side. Yeah, if Walcott gets a hundred grand a week, now a player like Cazorla is going to want two hundred grand a week. When's it going to stop? Because he's twice as yeah. good as what Walcott is. Yeah, but you might end up being like sort of Michael Owen or something. Be really good for a little bit and then disappear. A lot of these little players up front, when they get older, they just sort of disappear, don't they? I don't think Cazorla will. I think Cazorla's a natural talent. You're talking talent. about Walcott. Oh, Walcott. No, no, Walcott, yeah. Walcott won't just... No, Walcott... Walcott, Walcott. Well, I'm talking about centre-forward. It's taken him Little six centre years. Little centre-forward. It's taken Michael him six Owen years Itis. to be reasonably good coming off the bench as a sub 
you know, yeah. I mean, no, he's a great. I, I think he's look. He's, his speed, his pace, and now if he can continue with his accuracy, like he did against West Ham, but it, once again, you know. What, he, he did that at the beginning of last season when it was like, E.R. Lineker, look at this and all that, and like, ooh, whatever, or Hanson or whatever it was. Where we showed you whatever was on the front of the Guna, yeah. and then he was pants for the rest of the season. So, so I, know, I was a bit amazed, actually. And apparently, Walcott's only got 28 goals for Arsenal. Yeah. I thought it was more than that. No, 28 Premier League goals. Yeah. I'll ask this. Would you, say, would you would make him our highest paid player of all time, would you? No, because no, Henri was on more than that when he was when he when he when he stayed in 2006. Was it 100 grand? I think when Fabregas Fabregas went, yeah. he was the best paid player in the club. Our oh, third greatest player of all time. <laughs> Would you pay Walcott that figure? Well, it depends yeah. how long his contract was. The only current squad player on 100 grand a week. You pay that to Walcott. Well, the trouble it's is disgusting. The trouble is, Mark. The trouble is, if we won't, there are four Premier League rivals for the top four spots. Right, we'll then pay. let him go. Let Can I change the subject for a second? Yeah, go on, of course. Please. I'm just. I, I, I did actually watch the highlights of the <coughs> Spurs uh, game yesterday, and uh, although I really hate that song they sing when they, you know they do that, and they do that in slow motion. But to be fair to them, right, at least they've got a song. I mean, I've got. I'm, I've got a bit of. A, I'm a bit pissed off with Arsenal, and all we've got is like. Arsenal, 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 and that's not even a song, is it? It's just like no. shouting. Yeah. Right? What, what happened to all our songs? Where'd they all go? What happened to the red section? <clears throat> well, I don't know. What, what happened, happened to the, the red fucking stadium? Well, they split We're their not singing. They split their we up, need to get sing. some new songs. What happened to good old Arsenal for starters? I mean, that we did sing that a little bit. Yeah, for so, a, yeah. but it's not really. I know we you don't like. A, we did sing a lot at the end of last season against Newcastle, Man City. Oh. You know, when we won those crucial games at the end of last season, we did sing them. But we need a song that's our song that's also a bit tuneful and that's got something. So please email, send them to the Guna. We need songs. And at the moment, we are a team whose fans have made me laugh only once this season when after a selection of very brutal tackles to celebrate our centre-half, started singing, Big Fucking German, We've Got a Big Fucking German. (laughs) Thank you, Per Mertesaka. Sadly, it's almost time to wrap up. But before we do, just to mention that the 25th anniversary edition of the Goon... I thought we said part two was about the club. We haven't got to those questions yet. Oh, sorry. I couldn't talk over you lot wittering about Theo Walcott being a waste of money. You, you know, you, you took my shoes off me. Oh, Bad Guys, well, all I'll, I've got comments on how they can comment on this. Anyway, it's almost time to wrap up. Before we do, just to mention that the 25th anniversary edition of the Guna will go on sale at Norwich Away and be available to home fans at the games against Schalke and QPR. Finally... The usual reminder is that if you want to email us about anything related to the podcast, our address is gunapodcast at gmail.com. And as we found out last month, you can also comment at onlineguna.com on the page where we reveal that the podcast is downloadable. So with that, it's goodbye. Hang on a minute. Yep. Can I just remind fans where we play QPR to sing the QPR <laughs> song? Hey, if you get it's us like going, I will join in. I like that one. <laughs> if, that gets, if that gets going, I'll join I'll, I'll, I'll buy you a pint yeah. afterwards. Steve, you can read in the uh, comment section after this to find out what the listeners think, think of you or not. Will I? Uh, yeah, probably. probably. And with that, it's goodbye yeah. from yeah. Mr. Ashford. <laughs> goodbye and see you next month, hopefully. From Mark. Cheerio, everyone. And from Mr. Goldstein. Our strudel with custard. <laughs> we'll be back next month with more. I'm your host, David Udo, and thank you for listening. La di da di da, la di da di di. All good friends and jolly good company. Hooray!